Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Be a Warrior Podcast. I'm your host and above knee amputee, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new, welcome. I'm so glad you decided to join us. Uh, it is good to be back. Last week I took off family time and completely did a detox from social media, which was fabulous. And I am back and ready to rock and roll. I've had a couple weeks to think about this week's podcast. And, you know, I started thinking about the things I was doing, the thing, time I was spending with my family and the new adventures we were taking. And that's kind of where this podcast kind of came from. So my question to you this week is, if you had a chance to do it all over again, to start fresh, to have a new chapter in your life begin... What types of things would you do with that time? If you were given a second chance, a uh, a new lease on life kind of a thing, you know, it's kind of one of those, like for some of you, it may be a near-death experience. Now, it wasn't for me, for my amputation, but it was a choice that I made over four years ago. And, you know, I have to say that you know, a lot of the things that we talk about in this podcast actually go towards like the mental aspect of being an amputee. And it's interesting because the more time I spend around new amputees, and you know, I consider myself new, but I'm talking like new, new amputees, like in the last week, month, three months, the more I, I am recalling those hard moments of becoming an amputee. And ironically, what I have realized was the thing that most normal people with two arms, two legs, think about is that the amputation has to be so scary and the worst part you'd ever have to get through. But in the reality, it wasn't the amputation, the actual physical amputation that's so hard. Yes, emotionally and mentally, you have to get over that. Um, In my case, I prepped myself for about four months prior to my surgery that it was coming and it was filled with like a roller coaster. It was filled with ups and downs and hard emotions and things I had to address internally and externally. But really the journey of becoming an amputee, that's just the very tip of the iceberg. And what ends up happening is you realize that especially the first one to two years are probably the hardest moments. Everything is brand new. Everything is off about you. Nothing seems to feel right. Nothing fits right. Your brain doesn't know what to do. Your nerves are confused. And then your emotions and your mental state are all over the board, let alone your physical state. Because for most people, you're not up and at them as soon as as you get become an amputee. Once you heal, that's a whole nother thing you have to get through. After you heal, you have to now start getting fitted. You have to deal with insurance companies. You have to go to your prosthetist several times a week. You have to make adjustments, changes. You have to decide what socket fits best and how it fits and what kind of fitting you need. And 
and and then you go into the chance that well what ends up happening is you're you're atrophying all through the same process that you are trying to fit the leg today that by the end of the week and even next week doesn't fit anymore because you atrophy and your limb is constantly changing now i had seen my prosthetist prior to my amputation i was lucky that way and i was given the reality dose of just so you understand there's going to be lots of changes and for two years maybe even three years your leg and your socket are going to be constantly fighting with each other and battling even if we get the right fit today next week it may not fit even the end of the day it may not fit very well and we make adjustments so you become very familiar with your prosthetist right away so now my question then, going back to what would you do if you had a new lease on life or if a new chapter started, or for some of you, it's a brand new book, right? Um, I can't speak, and I always say this, when I talk on my podcast, I am going to speak to my personality, my journey, and my goals and desires. You can take little bits of it and use it for yourself and you can sit there and say, well, she's got it easy, you know, because I don't know what it's like to be a double amputee. I don't know what it's like to have an accident that someone's to blame for you becoming an amputee. I don't know the journey of a cancer patient who has to make the decision to lose a limb. I, I don't, and I will never, ever speak to that, I promise. But for me, I want you to get a glimpse into my thinking. And here's how mine went. Once I came to the realization that I had nothing else in my life that I could do with my knee, and then the blood clot, which scared me to death thinking I could die on an airplane in front of my family, when all that became a realization came to head and I made the decision, now is the time I'm just going to amputate. And it wasn't a decision that I came lightly to. It, I couldn't even see say the word amputation at the first, at the beginning. But once I started talking to more people, doctors, prosthetists, PTs, things like that, and then even some peers that were amputees and got a grip on what life would be like as an amputee, I then had to deal with the emotional aspect and the fears of long-term. So when you become an amputee, everybody always worries about that moment, right? You go into the hospital, you go under and you wake up and it's gone. That used to be my biggest fear. I wasn't sure how my body would handle waking up from anesthesia to see a missing leg. So my biggest concern in the moment was Will I go into shock? Will I freak out? Will I not be able to handle it? That was the immediate. But once I woke up, once I realized that was what scared me and I talked about it, that I was able to put to rest. And I woke up out of all the surgeries I had, which I think were 11 in five years, counting that one, that was the best I ever came out of anesthesia and the happiest I had been for the, what I went through. So I handled it, right? I got through that part. But then the next step became, now what? And those are the things that actually right prior to the surgery that scared me the most was, 
what about when I'm, you know, here I am just barely touching 50, you know, was just two years shy of being 50. What would I going to be like as an amputee at 80? You know, right now I'm like running around in crutches and I can handle all that. I can stand on one leg, things like that I can do right now. But what if when I'm 80, what if my grandkids that I don't have yet, but I was thinking future, what happens if they're scared of me? What happens if it's ugly? What happens if it, it goes wrong? What, and with all the surgeries I had and all the scar tissue I had, my biggest fear was actually, what if I can't handle a prosthetic being on my leg? What happens if the scar tissue makes it painful just to have something touching it? So I went through all of those emotions right prior to the surgery. But when the surgery happened and I woke up feeling good and I realized my life hadn't ended and I had to figure out my new balance because you are totally off when you lose about 10 pounds of leg. Now what? And that's when I said to people, goal setting is going to help save you. But this is when you get to also rejoice in the fact. I was rejoicing because that old me that sat for five years in surgery after surgery, PT week after week after week for five years, I never stopped. Now that's all gone. This is a new leaf I'm turning over. And I thought, oh my gosh, what can I do? What can I try? And all of a sudden I realized something that could be really traumatic and really kind of try to take me out in life actually gave me a brand new lease on life. And all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I couldn't wait to see what I was capable of. It was kind of like gaining a superpower versus feeling like a disability. Like I realized that most people would think I couldn't do anything. So what can I do to prove them wrong and make people go, holy cow, I'm very competitive, as you might as well guessed. And I couldn't wait to prove anybody wrong about amputees, like if they think I couldn't do it, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to cry about it. What's done is done. Time to move forward. And I'll tell you what, my first year, instead of sitting back and worrying about the fit and having to be at the prosthetist office, sometimes three times in one week, I started going, let's hit a goal. Let's hit a goal. Let's hit a goal. And I had probably a dozen different goals in my first year, the hardest year the hardest year for an amputee because there's so much change. Number one, you don't have your limbs, so you got to find your balance. Two, you have to strengthen up your core and your good leg and your good knee. Three, you have um, you have to learn to adjust to the changes that are happening with your body. I went from 55 pounds more than this and dropped it because that first year, not only was I atrophying with my leg, I also was at more active than I'd been the first five years prior. And I was losing weight like it was water. So the best part about that was I was so wrapped up in my hitting my goals and what could I do? What could I do? What was next? Uh, what would make people look at me and go, she can do anything. And that to me was what drove me forward. I like proving people wrong. I like being strong. I had three big brothers that helped me become a very strong person. And my family has supported every crazy idea I've had. 
um, from literally sled hockey a month, not even after my surgery. I still had staples in my leg when I got on my first sled hockey and started thrashing around on the ice and, and hitting people to not even four months out. And I hadn't even had my prosthetic out on the ski slopes at the top of a mountain with my family, which brought me to tears because I never thought I would see the top of a ski mountain with my family ever again while I was on skis to by one, not even one year out surfing for the first time. And then just over a year completing a 10 K while helping St. Jude. That was just the big things, the big ticket items I did in 12 months after surgery. So for me, I got to redefine who I was. Um, I have always identified myself as an athlete, but as you get older and you become a mom and a wife and you take care of the family, you take care of the house, you know, I was also a teacher. And all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I didn't know who I was anymore, especially because I had gained so much weight and I was doing nothing active anymore. I couldn't walk. I couldn't hike. I couldn't ski, couldn't bike. I couldn't even get on a recumbent bike because my knee wouldn't bend but 20 degrees. So recumbent bike was doing forward, backward, forward, backward, which is absolutely zero exercise. But anything I could try to do to break up scar tissue, but it was just so painful that I stopped that. So for me, I guess what I want you to hear in this message is that you might lose a limb, but it is not the end of your life. It is just the beginning of what could be a completely exciting and awe-inspiring journey. You know, some of my other podcasts is somebody's watching me. Like you don't know who you might be inspiring. It might be a little child. It might be an elderly person who's struggling. It could be someone a peer of your own age. But people are always looking and seeing. And I've learned that based on the fact of how many people randomly have come up to me just to start up a conversation and hear my story. And then I realized that I had another purpose in life. I've always been me, an athlete, me, a wife, me, a mom, me, a teacher. But now I found that I had a brand new purpose. And instead of devaluing myself because I was now very different looking, I had value to add to, to society. I had something that gave me a purpose to wake up every morning and strive to be my best and to achieve things that most people wouldn't even dream to do with two legs. And that is where all of a sudden me wanting to do phys, uh, uh, personal training and talks and getting back in the gym so that I can meet people and they can see that amputees are just like them trying to make a life for themselves because it isn't the end of the world. It is just the beginning of a brand new, exciting life. It's a new chapter. Or like I said, for some of you, maybe it's a brand new book. Maybe this puts you over an edge because of something you've been dealing with. Maybe it was medical, diabetes, or cancer. Maybe it was an accident. Well, you know what? You know, there is that age old, age old setting, uh, saying of making lemonade from lemons. Why not? Like, what is stopping you from being the best you at this moment in your life? This is the path that has been chosen for you. 
This is the path you were meant to take. Whether you like it or not, it is where you're at and nothing's going to change that. It is now time for you to adjust to your new norm. And when you do that, your mindset changes. And when your mindset changes, your emotions change. And when those emotions change and rise, you rise. And all of a sudden you realize all the things that you can do versus great, now I can't. You know, I didn't know if I'd ever ski again, but I was so hell bent to get on the slopes again that I still to this day when I go out, which we only go several times a year, when I get on the slopes every time we go out, now it's been four years, I still get so nervous I want to throw up because I just, I know snow is slippery and I'm on one ski and it's exhausting and it takes all my energy. But you could also do a mono ski where you're sitting down and lower to the ground. You don't have to be. But I told myself I wanted to look like I was skiing the way I would learn to ski. And that was standing up, poles in hand, and a ski on my foot. And so that was my goal. That is my goal. That is where I wanted to be. That's how tough I wanted to be. And that's how tough I wanted to make my life because I figured if I could do that, then I would be able to do anything because getting out on ice on one ski, snow and ice, it is around lots of people flying past you. It takes, you know, control and balance and definite, definite focus. There is no looking back and going, oh, look, you like focus because you got to listen to the people coming by you and everything. But what I really want you to see, though, is that we are, we make our own destiny. Whatever has happened to you, however you got to the place you are right now is done. You're there. Okay. If you lost your leg for one reason or another, there's no going back. It's not growing back. They're not going to put it on you again. You are where you're at. You can decide to make lemonade or you can decide to bite into a good old, big old juicy lemon. And that will determine the next path you take and who you take it with. Because you know what? Our support system is there for us for the hard days. And there are hard days. Please don't get, don't mistake everything that I've been able to do and what you see right here right now as, oh, this is easy. I have my hard days and there are days where something else, because, you know, I still deal with a relationship with my husband and relationship with my, my college age boys and and family back home and friendships, that there are sometimes days where something like that takes all my energy, positive or negative, and wears me down to the point of tears. And and sometimes the way my leg is fitting that day will just be the straw that broke the camel back. Not that it's the worst thing in the world, but sometimes they're just your emotions are what they are. So I understand hard times, hardships, I understand pains. I've a year after getting used to my leg and doing all those goals, I literally had to go back under the knife to get rid of a massive symptomatic neuroma. So I had the TMR surgery. And that was like the last thing I wanted to do was have another incision or two, have to heal, and then put on a socket, a nice socket on top of a new incision. And my incision in the back of my leg, it's the entire length of my residual limb for them to get out that whole neuroma. But you know what? In the scheme of time, 
those four or five weeks out of my leg are nothing compared to the four years I have enjoyed being in my prosthetic for the good and the bad of it, but for all that I've accomplished and quite frankly, for all the people that I've got to meet and who have said hi to me or filled my bucket up because they saw something they thought was spectacular and now I take it a second nature because I don't consider myself handicapped, um, it still fills my bucket when someone will say, you inspired me to do this. And you know what? That will sail me through the next day, two days, even a week, depending on who I heard it from and, and what their story was. We have a way of now having a platform to get out there and be a positive image for people with disabilities, people with handicaps. And, and the sky's the limit. It really is. With the prosthetics today and the medical teams and the medical field, the way they've just boomed with everything they can do, there really isn't anything we can't do. You know, I mean, the even prosthetics are becoming waterproof. And so, you know, it's it's um again, I can tell you a million times over, but it's always about how you're how you mentally frame your situation. If you want to play a victim, then you can be the victim. But a victim never can find the air to breathe. But if you want to take your situation and show the world that this won't knock you down, this does not define you, and this will not be the end of you, then you will rise up and you will be the warrior that you were meant to be. And you all have that in you. We all are built with the survivalist instinct for ourselves, for our family, for our friends, for the people that need us most. And when we start putting our, our perspective in line with goals that we're setting, then we're going to be able to accomplish whatever we want. You can do what you want to do. It's just a matter of what your mental game is saying. So when I ask you, what would you do if you had a second chance? And for some of you, that second chance is literally forgiving the person who wronged you and put you in the situation you might be in right now. It may be forgiving yourself for not giving yourself the time to heal and to deal with your situation. What would you do if now you may look a little different, you may be struggling medically, but what would you do now if you see that you're given a second chance to do whatever you want to do? Would you take advantage of it? Or would you let it hold you back so that you become the victim, so that you look for pity? I'll tell you what, I don't want to be in a place where people pity me. I don't want to be in a place where I wear my friends out, my family out, because I can't get out of my own way to live a life that I was meant to live. And you guys know that I am, um, that I leaned hard into my faith through all of this. I've talked about it in the past and you know, I know that God had plans for me because you know how they say hindsight is 2020. Well, 
when I came to the realization that I was going to have the amputation, I started looking back at the five years prior, one, realizing that I know that like four years prior, I was not in the headspace to handle the talk about amputation. But as I went through and I exhausted myself and gave everything I had to healing, to finding a cure, to finding a way to fix me, to get back on the saddle kind of a thing, there were signs along the way. People who entered my life, talks that I had with others and pastors that that were there for me, that I realized this was God prepping me emotionally and mentally to handle the moment when I came to my own realization that I was ready. And I was not going to waste that gift that I was given. Not at all. So you can decide if what happened to you or the situation you're in is a curse or a gift And I know that seems really warped. And like I said, I don't know your situation, but I guarantee that every situation can find a silver lining and you can choose if you want to make something that was tragic into a gift, a way to start over, to have a new lease on life, to feel reborn, whatever it is. But I'm going to guarantee you that if you change up your mental game, to think of it as a new lease on life and start setting some goals for yourself. Start small, work your way bigger, make them achievable but hard to get to. You are going to find that life is so much better and you will be a much better person for your family, for your friends, and for society if you take that path. So I would say that this week's call to action is obvious, right? What would you do if you had something that happened to you? What would you do with your second chance? How would you handle a rebirth of your life? Are you going to sit back and just play a victim? Or are you going to stand up and be a warrior? So obviously, the reason this podcast is Be a Warrior is because I want you to unleash that warrior within you. I say at the beginning of every episode, it's time to unleash the warrior. Don't sit back and play victim. That is, that's not going to get you anywhere and you aren't going to feel better about yourself for being a victim and playing the pity card and, and being sad and angry all the time. You need to let it go. And you need to find help. If you can't let it go on your own, you find help. There is nothing wrong with talking to someone about it, finding a counselor or someone that that deals with this. If you are struggling with forgiveness and getting over something that has been tragic in your life. So I would tell you to get out there, figure out what kind of person you want to be and And start setting those goals for yourself and telling yourself that you are worthy, you are special, and that this path and this journey you're on now, whether you wanted it or not, I didn't want to be an amputee. I never thought about this in my life, but it's been given to you. Is it going to be a gift or is it going to be the curse that takes you out in life? 
And it's time to switch your thinking and realize the gift you have been given is a lenses clean, see world, the world in a new way and become the person you've always wanted to be. Now is your chance to be the warrior. Now is the chance for you to show up in your life and live it to the fullest you possibly can. Especially for those of you that maybe had a disease or a near-death experience and that's what you, why you lost your limb. This is your second chance. This is a chance for you to redefine you, start a new chapter and get going. Set your goals. Don't think about what you used to do. I had never surfed before my amputation and I chose to try because you know what? I didn't have any preconceived notions on what it was going to feel like and I had no bad habits to get rid of. So it was, I actually enjoyed it and got up right away. So you can do anything you put your mind to. You are a warrior. Remember that. Never, ever forget it. Rise up, warriors. Now, Use that call to action. Spend the next seven days until next week thinking about what kind of person you want to be, a victim or a warrior, and what it's going to take, because I'm hoping you'll pick warrior. What's it going to take for you to become that warrior? What steps? And start tackling them. You deserve it. You are special. You are unique. You are a warrior. I promise you it's in there. So until next time, and as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.